Hi, this is Carla with As I Grow Up, and today we're talking with Joseph Collins. And um, he's a friend on Facebook who wanted to come on and share his testimony and share about the ministry that he has in South Carolina. And Joseph, I'm going to ask you to start us off with a prayer this afternoon. I can do that. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this uh, for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for this time to uh, come on this podcast to uh, spread your word, talk about you, the amazing things that you've done in our lives. Lord, let me uh, speak only what you want me to speak and nothing that I want to. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Okay, Joseph, um, tell us, tell listeners uh, your testimony, how you became a Christian, how you um, started this ministry that you have, and where you hope that it goes, or where you're hoping for it to go. Uh, well, to start with, I was I was adopted. Well, I was put in adoption the adoption system. Uh, at, from what I gather, at uh, three years old. So, uh, and so from three years old, basically, really until I was seven. Year six and a half to seven years old. That's when I actually started knowing things. About as far as my life goes, everything else uh, was just—it's just blank. I have—I have no idea. And you know, through the years, I've heard different stories about you know, as a child and everything. And I'm like, okay, I don't know nothing about it. So I really, you know, I really didn't dwell on that. And my um, at seven years old, I was um, taken to a family, and it just so happens my two sisters was already there. And come to find out, the social worker told my uh, adopted parents that the two sisters had a son or has a brother that's in that's in the system. And so um, we three came back and was able to come back together. And at seven and a half years old, that's when, well, we were going to church and at seven and a half years old, that's when I uh, was saved. I come to Christ. Um, but then at 17, as I always tell everybody, Joseph got too big for his britches. Hmm. And I, at the time, I had my own car. I was paying my own insurance, paying for the, everything. So I got a little bit to Mr. High and Mighty and wanted to do my own thing. So I went, to, so I stepped away from, stepped away from Christ. And got into the world and did my own thing. And then um, but little by little, you know, through the years, cry, uh, God would send different people back into my life to try to get me back into good graces with him. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably go a little bit and, and then 
get right back into into the world. And uh, my first man, my I now I'm married. This is my third marriage that I'm on. Uh, and this is my last because I think this is the the one, and you'll know you'll realize that in a little bit. Um, but the the more I stayed into the world, the more I was walking away from God and not really following Him. And like I said, He'd bring different people into my life to try to get me back into the you know back into great good graces with Him. And um, so in 2017, well, 2016, yeah, 2016, 2016, yeah, 2016, um, I met someone on on Facebook, and which is now my wife now, and uh, we started talking, and. We hit it off, and and you know we we talked for a little bit, or almost a year, and then she came in to 2017 in February. She came to see me, and when she did. She wanted to tell, I, I was in Dover, North Carolina. So I, she came and got me from Dover, North Carolina, and now I'm in Clover, South Carolina. But she came and, and, and basically, basically God used her to get me out of the situation that I was in. But then in the process of getting me out of that situation, He used her to rescue me because where I was going, it wasn't good. And um, so we got together and I came here. Well, then I started working at Walmart and I met this guy. He invited me to church. So we started going to a local church here in Clover. And then I started listening to Pastor Mike Johnson in North Carolina, then Pastor Shannon Williams in North Carolina, and we started going to Finish Line Christian Center. And then I'm um, while doing that, and listening to Mike Johnson, I started listening. I uh, Mike Johnson was telling me about Pastor Jason Robbins, mm-hmm. and. Now at seven and a half years old now, I I was called into the ministry. So Pastor Jason Robbins one day from Kingdom Church, he was like, uh, he posted on Facebook, he's like, Have you ever wanted to get into the ministry? Said, if you do, I'm starting a ministry class. I was like, okay, that was it right there. That's God had I was supposed to be there. So I started going there and took the class 
And then me and my uh, wife, we started going to the church. And uh, then it was like uh, June or August, somewhere like that. I was. Um, it was in September. Or September? Yeah. Okay. I was ordained, ordained into the ministry. Yeah, it was September. Well, before I came to Kingdom Church, my I already had my ministry going because I'd helped with uh outreach. with uh, outreach with Pastor Mike Johnson. I'd gather clothes, food, water, um, you name anything, <laughs> and we took a well. Actually, he took a pile of stuff to West Virginia. And then I get uh, the same thing for you know for rent local and distribute for people who have I, um, house fires yeah, and, for stuff know. like that. Yep. And stuff, replacement stuff. So Pastor Jason told me he's like uh, he had a he told us in church he's like we have uh, God told me that we need to assign different people for different leader leadership in the church and so we went to the to the leadership meeting and he told everybody what he what he uh what their role would be in the church and then he came to me and barbara and he was like joseph because you were doing because you do what you do before you came to Kingdom Church, being your outreach, then you are now outreach minister for Kingdom Church. Wow. So uh, basically, that, I mean that's what it is. My my outreach is for the is for communities, here local, and other states. Mm -hmm. Because my main thing was. When I started this, well, besides the outreach, um, I had a a guy from work tell me, he said, Joseph, why don't you get into uh, the food, get into the uh, food truck business? And I I started looking into it, and and God said He wanted me to feed people because you know in the Bible it does say. You know, we are to feed, clothe, visit, you know, all those that mm -hmm. that are less fortunate than we are. Mm -hmm. And so I got thinking about that. I was like, okay. Um, every avenue I took, it wasn't working out. So I finally, I thought, finally, it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I know you want me to feed feed people so what do you want me to do so um i posted online post on facebook about that if you wanted a free meal let me know and it really wasn't going anywhere to start with hmm. and then a local church, a lady from a local church, which is a, which is a few doors down from where we live at. She's like, her church does this. They feed. They every Tuesday, they have a, a kitchen. They make food, and then they give it to 
you know, they give it to whoever needs it and, and all this. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're welcome to come by and check it out and see if there's something that you want to do. So I went and the guy, the uh, guy told me, he was like, uh, so you want to do this? I was like, yeah. He said, well, if you want to do this, then uh, you can do it. We'll, you let us know how many ne- meals you need, and then you can come pick them up every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So that's part of my ministry. I go to that church every Tuesday, pick food up, and then disperse it throughout uh, York County, uh, right here in Clover, Clover, York, in South Carolina. It has went. It has. Went, it went from zero. To now, it has gotten up to 220, 260 meals. Wow! On a uh, on a Tuesday. Wow, that's a yeah. lot. That's, well, that's and, a lot. and yeah, and even then, when I started it, and this is part of the 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 whole outreach, the whole outreach thing. When I started it, God already put in my spirit. That he wants this nationwide. Basically, when there's uh, natural disasters, you know, hurricanes, fires, you know, earthquakes, whatever, mm-hmm. that he wants me to get get uh, clothes, food, water, uh, Bibles, all that, get it together, and take it to where. It needs to be taken. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, I had a a dream, and in the dream, I, I'm you know Pastor Greg Locke from Tennessee. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, we have been to his church quite a few times, but in a dream, he told me that you have an evangelistic vehicle. Load it up and go. So to me, that was confirmation about this ministry that that God has put into my hands for me to take care of. Because I used to think, I used to say it's my ministry. Mm-hmm. But then I got to thinking about it. No, it's not my ministry because I couldn't have done all what I do without God. Right. So if his ministry that he has given us to take care of. Mm-hmm. So, right. and and then like um, we're gonna go to Prayer Mountain next week for some time off, and then after that, after that, excuse me, we're gonna go to Virginia uh, in April, uh, and then Tennessee in September. To uh, Pastor Greg Locke's church for a uh, national uh, second annual national deliverance weekend. Okay. Labor Day weekend. Okay. And so it's just outreach, outreach. That's basically what my ministry is. Okay. All right. Um. Let, let, let me get back to your your testimony that you were given. 
you were you said that from from the time that you were saved at seven and a half, you yep. knew that you were going to go into some kind of ministry that you were called yep. into the ministry. Okay. Um, can you talk about some of the things that um I I took you into the world, what drew you away from God, some of the things that um that led you into another direction? Well when the the family that I was the the couple that I was adopted to, um Satan was uh, the enemy was already using them to get us to get some type of stronghold on on everything mm -hmm. because because um, we were we were sexually assaulted by the dad and physically and mentally was abused by the the mother. But we were still go. But we were still going to church. So the enemy was like he had it in my he had it in my mind. You know, hey, this is this is perfectly fine. You can still this can still happen, and you go to church, and still be still be with God. But you could still do this. So it was more or less like. It was more or less like when I say that um, at 17 and a half years old, I was I was basically fed up. And I mm -hmm. knew I had to get away somehow. Mm -hmm. And so when I got away, that's when the devil was using different stuff because because. Because I, he used the, the, you know, love. You know, we all want to be loved. Mm -hmm. So when he got me away from, from my adopted parents and out of the household, it was like I started searching, and it's it, instead of, of um, trying to keep my eyes on God. Say the enemy was saying, you know, you need to go find love because as you see, you know, God allowed you to be in that home. So God really didn't love you if he didn't, if he put you in that situation. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's how mm -hmm. the enemy was using that. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and that's why uh, that's why I went through different relationships as far as uh, living with uh, females, getting married twice, and and all that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, with my wife now, with my wife now, God used her to come rescue me from whatever rabbit hole they say rabbit hole mm -hmm. I was going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so but that's what it was. Yeah. It uh it never ceases to amaze me. You know, we go to church 
and we act like such Christians, mm-hmm. you know, like we're perfect, like we walk on water on Sunday, and we go out, and we, you know, my my old pastor used to say we we live like Christians on Sunday, and we go out on Monday and live like the devil. Yeah. I used you to know, fuck with my mother for the same thing, and uh, it's uh, it's amazing. The churches are full of imperfect people, but it's it's full of a lot of people who I wonder who really know the Lord. Yeah, I mean, with with all with all that they do behind closed doors, do they yeah. really know who God is? Yeah, and and right for the last, uh, well, what's for the last uh, two, three years now? I mean, God has been showing me exactly who He is, because because my wife, we had a, a member of the church. We went out to eat, and he came he came along with us, and she said that um, that she had. That she had told that she had asked God for for a husband, and then she started naming naming I, the qualifications can, and the traits can, that she wanted her husband to have. Can I uh, interject there? I guess. Can I tell that story? Okay, wait a minute. It was my story. Okay, all right, wait a minute. But she was like, <laughs> she. I looked at him. I was like, trust me. That was not me. You're not asking her if I can tell my story. All right, sure. she wants to know. Okay. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> he always puts me on the spot. I was asking him, since this podcast is about him and his relationship with Jesus Christ, maybe we could do a different one where I can tell you about my life and my relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Sure. And what he's trying to tell you, see, I had a my parents divorced when I was three, and I realized through my mother saying, you know, he's not my father's not coming back. I went out in the woods one day, which there was a lot of woods back then around the Charlotte Airport, and my grandmother, that's where my grandmother lived, and I asked God if He would be my father because I didn't have one to help me. Um, receive information that a father would give his daughter, if you know what I mean, to have yes. a father-daughter relationship with someone. <laughs> and to me, um, since I was brought up in the church and through different churches, my I've come to find out my biological father was Baptist and my mother was Presbyterian. Um, I've got views and, um, you know, different, two different theologies going and I didn't, uh, well, of course, being a child, you, you understand, but you really don't understand at that, at that age, uh, you know, four or five years old. And, um, so I, uh was very independent and uh like i said grew up christian 
the thing about uh, relating to us too, I had been praying for a husband like that for 20 years. So he was an answer to prayer I prayed 20 years before. Wow. And wow. when I prayed and I may, I was informed by a pastor during a sermon, ladies, if you want a husband that's godly, if you want a husband that treats you fairly, if you want a husband that... Um, is after God, then pray to God and give him a specific list of all the attributes you want. So I went home and did that. And um, he was going to tell you that he knew nothing of this, which he didn't. I did this before I was married to my third husband. Um, and uh, my third husband said that he met all those, he said that he met all those qualifications. Uh, God didn't say he met all those qualifications because I, I had skipped the person that I was supposed to ask. And I didn't realize that. So after, when I left him and I was introduced to my husband, uh, via a chat room on uh, Facebook when they had those chat rooms you could go in and out of mm -hmm. um, in uh, October of 2016. And when I didn't know my husband as far as, you know, what he looked like or anything until I think uh, around November of, yeah, it was in November of 2016. He and his wife were at uh, Walmart, or his girlfriend at that time, um, were at Walmart, and I called him on Messenger, you know, so I could see a camera image, and he answered mm -hmm. with his phone. A camera image of what he looked like, mm -hmm. and he saw what I looked like, and um, that's what I went, <gasps> because he appeared a lot older than what he said he was. Yeah, this is a man in his, uh, at that time, it was he was 50. And I'm telling you, he looked every bit of about 70 or 80. He, yeah, yeah, he was, he was that uh, deteriorated physically. And I didn't understand why. And God told me, even though, because I had this conversation with God after we hung up, I was like, God, are you sure this is him? And he's like, yeah, but. You know, let me work with him. Let me work with him. And I said, okay. And when I told him he I was coming, he didn't believe it, that I was coming out there to pick him, uh, meet him and spend a weekend with him, which was what I did. And I started discussing things with him. And I told him what I could see and what I heard her say when he wasn't around, when we were at the grocery store and he was... I forgot where he was. I think he was painting or something. He was doing something. And I was alone with her at the grocery store. And she just um, was very, uh, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what the word was. But it wasn't, uh, it wasn't very encouraging at all. Um Robin naysaying about their relationship and how she stood with him. 
And uh, so I repeated all this information to him so that he would know the truth about what she thought of him. And he said, okay. Well, I left the Sunday in tears because I didn't think he would. See, I was on the opposite end. Even though I went there, I didn't think that he was interested in a relationship because I went home Sunday without him, even though I'd asked him to come with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, when he didn't believe that I'd actually come or show up, I was on the opposite end saying, well, that relationship is not existent, <laughs> as I thought it might be. Um, so I went home thinking, well, that was a weekend, I guess. It was nice to meet him, <laughs> but life goes on, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, when he called me back Monday, yeah, I was, I was, um, called my boss and said, I'm leaving. I've got to go back and pick him up. <laughs> He's like, pick who up? <laughs> and, um, uh, so I told him, and I told him it was a bright beginning, and uh, there was one time I got so frustrated because we just could not connect on a certain subject, and I said, Lord, please change his heart, because before I just strangle him, you know, you get so <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, Lord, you have to change his way, and you did, and she did. He did. He, he. I actually watched God in from 2017 when he came here, February 2017, to 2019. Change him, and wow. he's still working with him to change him into mm-hmm. being what God wants him to be, mm-hmm. and it's far more than anything I really asked. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like amazing mm-hmm. to watch oh. God transform somebody like that. But yeah, and you can now you can go on with your story about you and Ron. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, God God used God used her to to get me out of the situation that I was in and get me back on the right path. Mm-hmm. And and it's it, it's it's a growing process because um, you know I look and and um, I, they they tell me because we always we always as the Bible says and as we all know um, when 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 we ask God for something we want it right now. And if he doesn't give it to us right now, we get impatient. Yeah, we're sitting there wondering why. And because the uh, because God hasn't put well, I know I know that he's I know that he's uh, that he's working this on the you know the ministry to go forward into other states or into mm-hmm. you know different parts I, I know that he's 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 working on it to get it straight mm-hmm. to where when it comes time that he's going to have everything set because i've had different members of the church tell me 
that God is going to fund the ministry completely. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I'm sitting back. I'm like, okay, when? Yes. You know? Yes. And, and it, what I have come to find out that it's, even though it's not there yet, that right now I, he's got to work with me to, if, you know, because the Bible says that, um, that God will reward you with uh, uh, with more things when He sees that you're you're good stewards with the stuff that He already gives you. Mm-hmm. So if He if He sees that you're good with that, then He'll progress it to more and more and more. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, then we had. A, uh, the church has gone up underneath the umbrella of the International Pentecostal Association. Okay. Okay. They had we had a meeting, and the bishop came and met with us, and he told us what the what they do, mm-hmm. and different things that they do through the association. And one of the things was evangelism. And outreach. So our pastor said that once he, once that bishop told us, you know, their stuff, then we can ask questions. Mm-hmm. So when it came my turn, I asked him. I said, "What is the evangelism and outreach? What is, what does that consist of?" And then I told him about what I do with the feeding of the community, clothing, you know wanting to go that God has put it in my put it in my spirit that he wants me to take it where it's needed. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh we do that already. He said he said we have a truck that when that happened, when natural disasters happen, we load it up and we take it to where it's needed. And he looked at me, he's like, you are welcome to uh to help us in any way you can with that. So there is my be able to take it wherever. It's an avenue. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God often makes us wait. He, oh, yeah. he, uh, he, he puts us in a period of waiting. And, you know, in, in my own life, you know, there, there have been things that I've prayed about that I'm still waiting for. And some days, you know, the temptation is to throw your hands up and say, you know, why well, I can't, I can't wait anymore, God. I'm, yeah. I'm done. I, I can't do this anymore. Um, and we get impatient. And God, I think yeah. he makes you wait just a little bit longer, you know, because of the uh, complaining and, and stuff. And it's hard not to. It's hard to just, I, I keep hearing a lot in my in my in my heart in my spirit i i hear him tell me be still you know be still and know that i'm god yeah and that's the hardest thing for me to do is to be still oh yeah um, yeah it's um yeah my pastor i'm always uh you know my my pastor he tells me that you know um Pray God will use you. Pray God will use you. And I keep doing that. 
And I have come to find out that the more that you pray God will use you, if you don't want it to use you, don't pray that he will use you. He will the more you pray, yeah, the more you pray that God will use you, he's going to take you for your word. Yeah. And he's going to present stuff to you to find out if you're actually serious about being the hands and feet of him. So again, that's the trust issue that, okay, God trusts you. If, if you ask God to use you, then God is going to trust it that you're serious mm -hmm. and he's going to test you on that. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, and, and see, we, we're also, and this is, we also doing this, reading this book, studying this book. And this book is, is uh, this book has got enlightened us on how we feel about on, ourselves. On, yeah, on how we feel about ourselves and how God feels us about in us. in a totally different us. way. Yeah. So, but yeah. And then now we're fixing to, uh, um, if right now God has opened another avenue up that we're fixing to, um, as soon as he straightens everything out, we are going to go into the local prison system for Celebrate Recovery. Oh. Yeah, yes, but we that's a powerful ministry. Yeah, that. so that's mm -hmm. another that's another thing. Mm -hmm. but, uh, for our listeners, tell tell us what book you're reading. Uh, tell, the book, tell us the name. The book is called Super the Based Super the Supernatural Ways of Royalty. Okay. And see, it basically it it basically talks about. Um, Can I interject? What, wait a minute. On on uh, what our role with Christ is, because um, because we really don't know, because we we know that we are childs of God, but but we this goes into in depth on just how just who we are in Christ mm -hmm. and how Christ feels about us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a good book if if anybody wants to uh, to read it. It's called, like I said, it's called The Super, Supernatural Ways of Royalty. Okay. And who's that by? Uh, Chris Vallotton and Bill Johnson. Okay. It says, discovering your rights and privileges as being a son or daughter of God, which, you know, God is the king of kings. You know, Jesus Christ is the king of kings. Well, if we're sons and daughters of a king, then that makes us prince and princesses. Mm -hmm. Okay. When I first met him, he was no prince. <laughs> <laughs> he was no... he thought like i said he he was um very elderly looking the person that he was with um did not treat him very well and i'm I opened his eyes to the house she thought of him 
And I also noticed that when he came to live with me, he had very little concern and self-awareness, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. His esteem was very low about himself mm-hmm. because he's a very tall man. And since he's a very tall man, when he gets, he, he, he will go, he used to go anywhere from 24 to, well, as far as I've known, about 48 hours with no food at all. And then eat a huge amount of food at one time to sustain all that energy that he was expending. And his self-care was not, because he just didn't think about it. He Mm -hmm. would wear himself out. He would go like the Energizer Bunny until he couldn't go anymore. And then he would collapse. Mm -hmm. And I said, do you know there's a better way to do this? Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, yeah? How's that? And I said, it's called regulation. You had to regulate. If I, if I, if I, um, I asked him because I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to infringe on his, I, I didn't want it to make it seem like I was lording anything over him. So I asked him questions about how he, because I'd really, I, you know, we still are learning each other. We still don't know that much about each other as far as our past goes. And um, I wanted to elevate him. I wanted to encourage him. Because he's actually, mm-hmm. as you see, he's a highly intelligent person. Mm-hmm. He just does not think, well, did not think that he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so since he did not think that he was. I wanted to elevate him. Do I? I was asking him things like, uh, "Would you like a reminder when you came home to take a shower, so that when you get into bed and it's your time to go to sleep, um, you have a nice clean bed to get into. You're nice and clean, and it helps you rest better. Mm-hmm. How can I make this place more secure for you?" How can I make this place where you consider yourself loved and safe? And how do we work on our, I mean, I asked him all these crazy questions and he's like, you know, this girl must really like me because she's asking me instead of telling me things. (laughs) And so, and that's what I did for, I don't know, a couple of months was ask him. Every time he came home, have you taken a shower yet? Have you taken a shower yet? <laughs> you know, <laughs> to remind him to take care of himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to look after everybody else, but take care of yourself too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things I, like that to encourage him for his self care. And now this book is teaching us how to relate and that we have the power to go to our leaders and we have the power to um, converse like we're doing on this podcast with each other uh, 
and the Lord really commands us to, mm-hmm. to share this mm-hmm. and to lift each other up. Exactly. And to say, yes, yes you can do this. Yes, mm-hmm. you can have the power to do it and you have mm-hmm. the tools to do it. I've given you all this. So mm-hmm. go do. Don't be, you know, you can be nervous about your first step. He was nervous about this podcast. And I'm sorry. I seem to be taken over somewhat. <laughs> I get so excited because this stuff is so true. And to see him, it's like, it's like watching God plant seeds. And they're actually, you're just seeing the result of all these seeds and and and, and care that God's taken into him and he's matured now he's maturing and i'm just sitting there going way to go child he's so good i don't think we um i don't think we fully realize our place in god's heart and that that not only are we um children of god that were his sons and daughters but yep. that we are royalty because he mm-hmm. is the King of Kings and Lord of yep. Lords. And we don't take that position. We, we, we stay low and yeah. we say, we try not to be seen and we try not to be heard. And that's not really what God calls us to do. He, no, he, he calls us. Well, to actually, that, to actually that's a, that was, a, you know, it's like, uh, what was it? Uh, I heard uh, someone say, um, about the pride thing. You know, we, we know that, uh, that Satan, he was prideful. So <clears throat> because he was too pride, that proud and wanted to elevate himself. That's why God kicked him out of heaven because, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you, God says, uh-uh. It's not going to be that way. So our our mentality has been for, uh, you know, through the church and and different people, our mentality has always been said, you know, yeah, you're a child of God, you're a child of the king, but... No, I figured it was a but in there that's, somewhere. That's where you need to draw the line. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who mm-hmm. you are, but if you go around saying who telling people who you are, you might sound a little bit too proud mm-hmm. and boasting about it, and, you know, like your authority is going a, to your putting head, putting the lights on you constantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're not supposed to do that, but God not doesn't exactly. tell us that we are supposed to be quiet. We're not supposed right. to to uh, be in our own little bubble, right? And that's why, and, and that's why, for years, it was like I would get online and try to get churches to come together as one. You know, get out into the community mm-hmm. to do events uh, and come together as one, mm-hmm. and. I think that's why, because I, I think that could be another reason why um, that God was using me to um, 
to tell me, okay, if you want the church to come together and you want to want everybody to do uh, community events and outreach, then why don't you start? Start with yourself first mm-hmm. and be like a ripple effect where every, you know, where people, churches and church leaders will see you doing what you do and they'll want to come in with you. Mm-hmm. And I actually do have uh, two other pastors in Rock Hill, South Carolina, that all I have to do is send them a message on on uh, Facebook, well, let's go do something, and then we'll plan it. Mm-hmm. So, cause, so it's been all about outreach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's never been a more important time for churches to come together. Um, this is such an important time in our yep. lives and in the history of this world, really, yep. uh, for for churches to come together and to speak as one instead of speaking as Baptists or speaking as Presbyterians or speaking as Catholic, you know, whatever the denomination yep. may be, we need to come together and speak as one, yeah, um, one with one voice to be heard. And God tells us to be a light to this world because yeah. the world is so full of darkness that we need to be the light that draws draws them to him. Yeah. You know, that and um it's uh it's hard for some of us to do. I m- myself I'm having a hard time with doing this podcast thing because <laughs> I I don't I don't like, I don't talk to strangers very comfortably uh-huh. and I don't, I'm not, I, this is my learning curve doing this, yeah. but, um, God has told me to stop being still, to, to stop, um, sitting in my little cocoon yeah. and it, and to get out and to tell people about him and to draw people to him and to talk to others. And, um, it's, it's, it's been an experience, but I, I, I do know what you're saying. And it, uh, we are supposed to, that, that is the great commission that God, yeah. that Jesus left us with is to go tell others about him. Yeah. And, the, uh, you know, it, it's, and then a lot of times when you when you uh, do stuff, even though you may not say, uh, you may not even, you still may be, um, how do I put it, um, kind of apprehensive mm-hmm. about talking about Jesus because you don't want everybody to condemn you. Mm-hmm. But when you actually when you actually show the love to somebody, you're actually showing mm-hmm. the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. When you feed them, when you talk with them, when you when you have that listening ear to them, and all this, 
you're actually showing the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the more you show it, then people will start to say, I want what they have. Yes. Where do you where do you get all this? Because like Barbara said, there has been people ask me, do you ever get any sleep? I mean, you're just like the Energizer Bunny. You're always <laughs> going and going and going. And my pastor has even told me, he's like, Joseph, you need to do me a favor. I was like, what? He says, you need to, you need to every now and again, learn to say the word no. <laughs> he said, because you are constantly, every time something comes up, you're saying, you'll do it. He said, even God says, he wants you to rest some. Mm-hmm. So, but, mm-hmm. but I don't know. And then, then you had then um, another pastor. Uh, yesterday, when I went to pick the food up, another pastor said, uh, "Yeah, but there's well, how did he put that?" Um. Uh, Oh, when I told him that the pastor said, I've got to learn to say the word no. But he was like, yeah, but there's this song that we sing in church says, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. And I was like, oh, I had never really looked at it that way. (laughs) But yeah. But. But yeah, I mean, that's that's I mean, all outreach. Okay. All right. Well, Joseph, I appreciate you talking uh, with me today, and I know that I I know that this story that you're you're sharing has reached somebody. And um, what I'm going to do is in the description, I'm going to put a link to your Facebook page, okay. so that if anybody wants to contact you and uh you know get with you and and help out the ministry or just get in touch with you about what you're doing they can and 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 and, uh, and, you know also i i have this thing where i've always told people that um i will go uh, i will stand if you want to i will partner with you and i will do outreach ministry with you alongside alongside you uh, mm-hmm. i will speak at your event i only have two rules if you try to take anything that's not in the bible and put it in there i can't work with you but if you take something that's in there and take it out then i can't work with you that's the only thing it's got to be strictly Bible. If you take anything from it or add to it, I can't work with you. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I wouldn't feel right. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. And I would like for you to end this podcast with just a short prayer, and that will be that will be all. <laughs> all right. All right, dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time to come on this podcast and uh, share your word, share uh, about you and what you're doing uh, in this ministry that you have that you have put me in charge of, and as well as just give just showing 
the light of you, Heavenly Father. And Lord, may we never, ever forget that without you, we cannot do none of this. And that you are the reason that we are to show a light for you. And Lord, I just thank you for all of your love, your mercy, and your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Take care, Joseph. And um, I'll be excited to see what you are doing next. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. God bless. God bless. All right. Bye. Yeah.